Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And, of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land? I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well, because I sure am. And, you know, we got another, another great episode here, episode 65. Now, we got a little bit of rain. I I think we got a, a serious thunderstorm happening. So bear with me, but the show must go on. The All Things Basketball Podcast, we're transcending up. Rain, sleet, or snow, the show must go on. And so here we are with episode 65, all right? And before we get into episode 65, all right, we got to pay the bills. And the way we pay the bills is we tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, that's right. You know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. It really is for you. Let's do it. All right. We're here with episode 65, people. The name of episode 65 is Upswing. The name of episode 65, people, Upswing. And guess what? We're going to start our show with the title, Upswing. Well, coming out of that Detroit building, we have one Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is saying, hey, I'm on an upswing. Now, Derrick Rose, if I give you a little history, was the youngest MVP in the history of the NBA. All right? But since then, being drafted number one, coming out of the Memphis University, being drafted by the Chicago Bulls, and then winning the MVP uh, as the youngest player ever to win the MVP. Derrick Rose has had a a whole bunch of injuries, man, a whole bunch of injuries, and it kind of derailed his career at one point. Derrick Rose didn't know whether he was coming or going, and he kind of contemplated retirement. But I'm sure glad he didn't retire. He hung in there. He persevered. He kept working on his game day in and day out. And he kept the hunger of basketball in his heart and in his mind. And so now Derrick Rose is back on his grind, baby. The last two years in Minnesota with the Minnesota Timberwolves, he really balled out, man. Derrick Rose balled out. Now, is he one of the players that is he the player that he was in Chicago when he came into the league? No, he's not. But he's a phenomenal player nonetheless. He probably can't do all of the things he used to do, but he sure can do enough to perform at a high, high level in the NBA. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And so now Derrick Rose is a Detroit Piston. And what he's saying is, look out, league. Because I'm back, and guess what? I'm on the upswing, and I'm ready to perform at a high, high level. Derrick Rose is ready to perform at a high, high level, and he's back, people. He's back, and it couldn't happen to a better guy, a guy that really loves the game of basketball the way Derrick Rose loves it. And I tell you, man, he's going to have a phenomenal impact on that Detroit Piston team, man. They already have a lot of talent. Of course, you know, they got Blake Griffin in there, man. Andre Drummond's in there, man. And so they got a lot of talent already. But I tell you what, with Derrick Rose in the building, you can't go wrong. And he's definitely going to make that team 
a whole lot better. He's going to make the Detroit Pistons a whole lot better. And you're going to have to watch the Detroit Pistons moving forward, man, because they're in the Eastern Conference, and they're going to be able to make some moves, man. You can't rule them out as far as being a playoff team. Will they be a playoff team? I'm not so sure. But they have the talent, and in the Eastern Conference, it's definitely wide open. And so don't rule out the Detroit Pistons. They have enough talent to be a playoff team. They don't have enough talent to hoist the trophy, but they do have enough talent to be a playoff team. So coming out of that Detroit building, once again, Derrick Rose is stating, hey, man, I'm on the upswing. I'm ready to perform. And guess what? All of those guards out there, you better look out because I'm going to start bringing it to you the way I used to bring it to you. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing out of that Detroit building. Derrick Rose is saying, hey, I'm on an upswing. Okay. Coming out of Houston. The Houston Rockets want more out of Clint Capella. Clint Capella is a phenomenal player, man. A phenomenal player. But I think the urgency in the Houston building is they need more on the offensive end from Clint Capella. Now, he's an excellent shot blocker. He can block shots in his sleep. So I don't think that the, the, the brass in Houston is talking about his shot blocking or his defense. I really believe the Houston Rockets are talking about Clint Capella on the offensive end. His footwork, all right? He needs to score more. He needs to rebound more offensively and defensively. Again, he's an excellent shot blocker and an excellent defender. So I don't believe that the Houston Rockets are talking about those areas, but they're definitely talking about on the offensive end. Right now, the Houston Rockets are one of the big favorites to come out of the West and actually one of the favorites other than the two L.A. teams to hoist the trophy along with Portland. And so they really are are, are on an urgent move to make sure that everybody's on the same page. And I think this is just a situation with Clint Capella where they're saying, hey, we need more from you offensively. Now, Clint Capella has not been healthy. This is the first training camp in four seasons that Clint Capella has been healthy. And so now is the time for Clint Capella, excuse me, to perform at a high, high level offensively. Again, he's a great defensive player, but you have to even it out with your offense. And so that's what's coming out of that Houston building. They need more out of one Clint Capella. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hey, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Last episode, I let you guys know, hey, listen, we're going to have the preview to the NBA season. Now, next Tuesday starts the NBA season, 2019-2020 NBA season. I'm so excited about that. But I'll tell you guys one thing that I'm more excited about. All Things Basketball Podcast Roundtable, Monday night, 7 p.m. sharp. 
please don't miss it. I got a ton of guests in the building, ton of guests still wanting to come in the building. We're going to sit here. We're going to hash it out on the whole league and the whole situation in the NBA. What's going on right now? What? Who do we think is going to win the MVP, Rookie of the Year? Who we think going to win the championship? I'm going to have a bevy of guests in here, man. Some of the some of the guests that you've already heard, and then you're going to have I'm going to have a few guests that have never dawned the the floor at All Things Basketball Podcast. Coach Luke is so excited about this roundtable because it's our very first roundtable. Now I've had guests, but I haven't had four to five guests with strong opinions about the game of basketball sitting right by my side. And so it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful show on Monday. I got a puppet. Please don't miss it. All Things Basketball Podcast Roundtable, um, 7 p.m. Monday, right before the start of the season, which is Tuesday. Well, all right. Washington Mystics. Now, I did the tribute to the Washington Mystics, and I will say congratulations to the Washington Mystics once again, WNBA champions. But after I did that, I got a swarm of hits on the Instagram, which I always get hits. But this kind of made me notice a few things. Um, of course, when you when you give these tributes, you definitely lean more towards the star of the team, which is Elena Deladon. And so I guess some people started to believe that I was really just giving Elena Deladon all of the credit, but that's not true. All right. And one of the players that kept coming up is, well, hey, Coach Luke, did you forget about Emma Meisman? How could I forget about Emma Meisman? Phenomenal ball player. All right. I like the Las Vegas Ace, but Emma Meisman had different stories for that series. She almost single-handedly finished my Las Vegas Ace. So I tell you, I can't forget Emma Meisman. She was a thorn in my side when she played my Las Vegas Ace. But I tell you what, Emma Meisman's a baller, man, and I could never forget her. She She was definitely needed for the Washington Mystics to hoist that trophy. So I don't want any of my listeners or anybody on Instagram to believe that Coach Luke didn't see and didn't understand that Emma Meisman is a star in the making. She definitely is, and she can shoot lights out, man. From that three-point line, she can shoot lights out. And so Emma Meisman had a whole lot to do with the Washington Mystics hoisting that trophy. But not only Emma Meisman, it's a collective, people. It's a collective. The coaching staff, Emma Meisman. Of course, I went down the whole list of the coaches and the players. Everybody played a great, great part. But right now we're talking about Emma Meisman, phenomenal baller, man. Don't let nobody fool you. And, of course, if I didn't mention her enough, I'm mentioning her right now. <laughs> Emma Meisman, phenomenal baller and she really contributed to the Washington Mystics' fortunes. All right. We're going to stay in that WNBA building right now because coming out of the front office of the WNBA, one Kathy Engelbert, excellent commissioner, 
even though she's been on the job for one year, she's really made a lot of strides. I really like the job that she's doing. But she has already come out and stated, the minute we go to the boardroom with all of the teams and all of the owners, the first um, topic that we will start to hash out is domestic violence in the WNBA. Well, as you know, this season, uh, domestic violence in the WNBA read its ugly head. And, and, you know, it's actually surprised me that there was so many um, issues and so many um, cases of domestic violence in the WNBA. But then again, life is life. It doesn't matter where it comes from. We just know that domestic violence is a very, very horrible horrible situation. And so we're kind of getting off, but Kathy Engelbert has already stated the number one priority, the first thing that we will discuss is domestic violence and how we handle it the best way that we can in the WNBA. I think what you really got this season is that the WNBA really didn't know how to handle it per se. Of course, they suspended players. Of course, they, 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 you know, they suggested counseling and demanded counseling of players. But I think those are things that you get from the surface of a situation. I think Kathy Engelbert is now stating she wants something in total place in the league, some type of policy that she can put in front, in front of domestic violence for the WNBA and so that players will think twice and three times before any of these things occur. And so that's what Kathy Engelbert is working on. She's going to roll her sleeves up, as she stated, and domestic violence will be the first thing on the docket as far as the WNBA uh, winter meetings. That's the first thing she wants to deal with. And kudos to Kathy Engelbert, an excellent commissioner, I'll tell you what, and she's ready and raring to go to continue to make the WNBA uh, what it is and what it will be, better and better basketball, better and better ambassadorship. And so that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. All right, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. We got that AAU profile, baby. That AAU profile. For this Wednesday's show, man, wonderful, wonderful young man, I tell you. A wonderful young man, all right? Coming out of that Florida area, man. Coming out of that Florida area. Well, actually, he's coming out of that Alabama area, all right? But he was he was actually playing for an outfit, an AAU outfit in Florida, all right? But he's from Alabama. He was named Mr. Alabama. Uh, and that means the best basketball player, high school player out of the Alabama area, Trendon Watford. Our AAU profile is a young man named Trendon Watford. And his AAU outfit was the YBL, 19 slash Team Florida. 
That's his AAU outfit. Is the YBL 19 slash Team Florida. Okay? And this young man will be attending LSU this season. And so he's still eligible to be our AAU profile. He will be at the University of Louisiana this season. Wonderful, wonderful situation. I tell you what, Trendon Watford is a phenomenal player, man. And I'm going to tell you this, you better look out for him because he looks to me, from looking at clips, he looks like he's a one-and-done baby. From looking at clips of him, he looked like he's a one-and-done. Five-star recruit, Trendon Watford is our AAU profile. Well, people, we've reached the point of the show that we always reach. If you want to be a sponsor to All Things Basketball Podcast or you want your ads to your company on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram, leave a message. And if you go to my Facebook feed, Hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button and leave your information. If you want to be a sponsor to the show or you want to ask to your company to be on the show, those are the two things that you must do. Thank you very much. All right. The Miami Heat are still very interested in one Chris Paul, but they're not interested enough to give up three first round picks. Wow. That is what the OKC Thunder are asking for to, to for that trade to go through. Now they've been talking for about a month now. And so now OKC is saying we want three first round picks in succession each of the next three years. And um, right now Pat Riley the head of the senior VP of the Miami Heat is not willing to do that. He's not willing to make that move, people. And so you got Pat Riley there, and he's pondering this situation. And he always had a fancy for uh, 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 Chris Paul's ability. Pat Riley stated he always wanted Chris Paul to be in a Miami Heat uniform, even when LeBron James was in a Miami Heat uniform. Pat Riley still pushed for Chris Paul to be in a Miami Heat uniform. So don't think this deal won't get done. I believe they're going to continue to talk. And a guy like Pat Riley kind of gets what he wants eventually. And so it might not be three, uh, um, you know, number ones that OKC gets for Chris Paul. But, you know, you're going to have to fatten the pot for them to get uh, pull Chris Paul out of that OKC building. But again, like I said, my money is on Pat Riley. Pat Riley is a phenomenal executive, was a phenomenal coach. He knows the game of basketball. And so my money is on one Pat Riley. And I do believe eventually, whether it's now or right before the trade deadline, that Chris Paul will be a Miami Heat. I really believe so, because now at this point, the conversation piece is getting very thick, people. The conversation piece about Chris Paul being a Miami Heat is, is getting very, very thick. Now we're talking about three first-round picks. Now, I don't believe Pat Riley will give three first-round picks, but he's going to figure out a way to make it very, very enticing for OKC 
and he's going to eventually be able to pull the trigger on that trade. And Chris Paul will be a Miami Heat. I really believe so. And if he's not a Miami Heat, he will get his wish that he will leave the OKC building sometime this season. Again, whether it's in the beginning of the season or it's right before trade deadline like most teams do, it's going to happen. He's not going to be an OKC Thunder for too long. All right, that's what's going on with that trade with Chris Paul and Miami because you know I talked about it in my prior podcast and there hasn't been any moves or haven't, haven't been any movement. And so right now we're talking about it again because as information comes up, you know us at All Things Basketball Podcast. We're on the cusp of it, baby. We're on the cusp of it. All right. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Anthony Davis is out with a finger injury, and some are saying he might miss the first two games of the season. That would be horrible for the L.A. Lakers, and I'm going to tell you why. Even though it's two games out of 82, you really want to start on a splash. You really want to start with a splash. The Lakers are favorites to win it all, people. Now, of course, you know Coach Luke saying, ah, I think the Clippers, but the Lakers are the favorite to win it all, and they should be. They got a big, strong team. You know they got King James in the building. So you need to be the favorite. But right now, Anthony Davis might miss the first two games of the season. Now, it's not the biggest thing in the world. I mean, he's going to still play a ton of games, and Anthony Davis is a phenomenal player, man. But right now, they're saying he might miss for that purple and gold, the first two games of the season. And that would be, I, I just I just feel bad because of all that Anthony Davis has been through. And he's finally got his wish. He got out of New Orleans. And now that he's with the Lakers, here goes an injury uh, to his finger that would derail the proper start to his career in the purple and gold. But again, he's going to play a lot of games. So you really don't have to worry about it. But Anthony Davis will not. They're saying it looks like. Now, we don't know for sure. He might play the first game. And that would be wonderful. But again, what they're saying is they might sit him out the first two games in a Laker uniform. Well, I'll tell you what, people. I'm going to say it again. Maybe said it twice already. All Things Basketball Podcast is having its first round table. Please don't miss it. It's the preview to the season. I've got a ton of guests coming through on Monday. Monday, 7 p.m. sharp, live, baby. We're going to be here. We're going to be talking about all of the stuff that's going on in the NBA and what's going to get ready to happen in the NBA because the season starts on Tuesday and we'll be in the building Monday evening, 7 p.m. for All Things Basketball Podcast, our first original roundtable. And again, I'm having a ton of guests in the building, so please don't miss it.
Well, we had a wonderful episode, episode 65, Upswing, wonderful situation. I'd like to thank my whole All Things Basketball podcast staff, A1 in the media business, baby. You need a staff like the one I got, man. And I'd like to thank all of the listeners, everybody that downloads, shares, likes. I love you, man, for hanging in there with Coach Luke and All Things Basketball Podcast. I tell you that. And all right, I'll see you at the roundtable. Don't miss it. 7 p.m. Monday, sharp. All Things Basketball Podcast Roundtable. All right. It's been a ball. Good night. God bless.